Our gospel text today comes from Luke's gospel, the 8th chapter, beginning with, with verse 26. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the men and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This story we've just heard is often called the story of the Gerasene demoniac. Can everybody say that with me? Gerasene demoniac. Yes. If those two words sound like nonsense, allow me to explain. Gerasene, as we heard, is the name of the people who lived in this region that Jesus had traveled to. The area, they believe, was called Gerasa, so the people were called Gerasenes, kind of like we are Americans who live in America. So that's the first word, Gerasene. The second word, demoniac, means a person possessed by demons or spirits of some kind. People in Jesus' time believed that demons sometimes would take over people's bodies and cause all kinds of problems. So the Gerasene demoniac is the man from the Gerasene region who was afflicted with a demonic spirit of sorts. And this tale of the Gerasene demoniac is quite the story. If you ask me, it's one of the most fascinating stories in the whole Bible. If we had enough time, we could sit here and talk for hours and hours just about this one story and everything that's going on here. We could talk about what the people in Jesus' time believed about demons. 
We could talk about the symbolism of this herd of swine who were considered unclean animals and prohibited for Jewish people. We could even talk about how Luke makes these connections between the demons called legion and the Roman Empire, which had long occupied and oppressed the people in this area with their army units called legions. But I don't want to put anybody to sleep today, and our time is relatively short, so I won't be talking for hours and hours. What I really want to do today is to get to the heart of this story of the Gerasene demoniac. And at its heart, here is what is happening in this story. Say this with me too. Part one, someone needs help. Part one, someone needs help. Part two, Jesus helps him. Part two, Jesus helps him. Perfect. And then part three, Jesus tells this man, return to your home. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Declare how much God has done for you. Perfect. You guys are doing great. So part one, someone needs help. We heard how this man, the garrison, the garrison demoniac, needed help. We heard that he was possessed by demons, and he had no clothing and no home, and his neighbors were binding him with shackles. And I know it can be a little easy to get hung up on this language about demon possession. It seems a little odd to our modern ears. Today we might use different words to describe what was happening to this man, what his problems were, but at its core, we do see a man here who very much needs help. And unfortunately, it seems his community was not offering the kind of help he needed. Instead of offering him care and compassion, he was pushed out to the margins of society, living among the very tombs, surrounded by death. Instead of helping him find freedom from whatever was causing his pain, they bound him up with shackles and chains. This man needed help. But no one had helped him for a very long time. And it's easy to point out the flaws of someone else. It's easy to point fingers at this garrison community that failed this man. But how often do we do the same thing in our communities? People in our communities, they need care. They need healing. But we lock them up instead. They need a home, but we gentrify their neighborhood and we raise their rents. They need friends and compassion, but we exclude them, marginalize them, hate them. Part one, someone needs help. And part two, Jesus helps him. We heard that Jesus helps this man, the garrison demoniac. Jesus helps him. Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee and almost immediately he's confronted with this man who needs serious help. And so right away Jesus commands the spirits to leave this man. As we often see in the Gospels, these spirits, these demons are terrified of Jesus. Because they somehow see the fullness of his power. They see who he truly is. They see something that human beings don't always see. But Jesus doesn't relent. He commands these spirits to leave, and they do as he says. Someone needs help, and Jesus helps him. 
Finally, in part three, we heard how Jesus tells this man, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. This part of the story is fascinating too because this man, the man formerly known as the Gerasene demoniac, he wants to go with Jesus after he's been freed and healed. He actually begs Jesus to go with him, Luke says. But for some reason, Jesus tells the man to return instead to his home. Many other times in the gospel, after Jesus has helped someone, he tells them, come and follow me. He says this to his 12 disciples who followed him throughout their life. He says this to the huge crowds who followed him as he taught and preached and fed them. But Jesus has a different plan in mind for this man. We don't know for sure why Jesus does this, but I have a guess. Because to me, it seems like Jesus' work of helping and healing were not yet completed. The Gerasene demoniac was healed, yes, but there were bigger issues in that community. If you ask me, that community was also possessed by some sort of spirit. A spirit that led them not to show compassion and love, but to push that man to the margins, living among the tombs. Some sort of spirit or ideology or mindset led them to bind that man with chains and shackles instead of helping him to find freedom. So the work began when Jesus cast the spirits out of the garrison demoniac, but the work would continue when this man returned to his community and helped them. Helped them see the harm that they had done. Helped them learn a better way of living in community. Helped them know a God who loves each person exactly as they are. A God who brings healing, liberation, and joy. We see this same dynamic in our world today. Healing may begin at the individual level, but it's almost always connected to our community. Because we are not islands. As much as we Americans like to believe it, we are not rugged individualists who can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We are always connected at the most basic level to the people around us. Think about the voices of the Me Too movement. They began to find healing when they named the harm that had been done to them. But the healing and the accountability must continue for all the people who silenced them or ignored them or harmed them or covered up their truth. Today on Juneteenth, we remember that healing began in this nation when enslaved people were freed from the demonic evil forces of slavery. But the healing And the learning and the reparations for that harm must continue for the people who did the enslaving and their children. For those of us grieving a loved one today, the healing might begin alone in our hearts, but it never ends there. We need our community of support to to remember their stories, to support us, to continue to rest and grow and heal together. Let's see if we can remember this. Part one, someone needs help. Part two, Jesus helped him. And part three, Jesus tells him, return to your home 
and declare how much God has done for you. The beauty of the stories we read in our Bible is that they tell us something about something that happened a long time ago, but they all also tell us about the stories we are living today. So today, on my last Sunday as your pastor, I want to give you a few blessings. First, may you be blessed to know your need of Jesus, your need for help. We might not all have it quite as bad as that garrison demoniac, but each of us are always in need of the love and the hope that Jesus wants to give us. It's a hope in a new life, as we'll remember today in our baptismal covenant. It's a love that we remember when we come to the Lord's table. Jesus' love for each of us, a love more powerful even than death. May we turn to Christ when we need help, and may we know his healing liberating love. Second, may you be blessed to see all around you who also need help. We might not always call it demons or spirits, but there are still plenty of forces that are working for evil, doing immense harm in our world. If you don't believe me, just flip through the newspaper headlines from the last few weeks. May you be blessed to see those who need help, who need healing in mind or body. May you see the people that society ignores, the ones without a friend or a home, the ones bound by shackles and afflictions. And may you be blessed to help them in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, may you be blessed like the garrison demoniac to go and declare how much God has done for you. This church, First Church of Winthrop, has been declaring how much God has done for us for over 200 years in Winthrop, and there's no reason to stop now. The good news of God's love is for everyone. The gospel is not a secret. It's not just for a select few. It's not a members-only kind of story. It's something everyone needs to hear. And like we heard in our story today, so often our own experiences of God's healing and love are the ones that our entire community needs to hear in order to be called into a better way of living. So may you, may we all be blessed to know that we do need help. May we receive that help from Jesus Christ and one another. And then may we go and declare how much God has done for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.